So every two weeks, we meet for coffee and just literally just catch up on what we've been doing, families, world events. Right. So. Check one, two. It's, I'm not having any note post production. <laughs> Everything I do is going to be absolutely minimal. And as soon as yeah. you say beta, I'm like, this nerd. So we definitely need to set up a budget for this. <laughs> this feels really weird. It does feel weird. Why does it feel so weird to be? I mean, we, we do this every two weeks, right? It's true. So we'll give a description. So every two weeks, we meet for coffee and just literally just catch up on what we've been doing, families, world events. Right. So it's not very structured right now. I don't really know that. I mean, we have to have some sort of structure, right? So my thought, here's my thought. I think we just, every two, every week, we sort of like keep a mental note of the things, throw down some bullet points, and then show up and go through it. That's the structure. Yeah, you said mental note, which which is great for me because that means no work. Right. <laughs> right. But, Has but to what be we mental. should be doing If is you put should, pen on paper, we, you're doing it wrong. We, we, should be, <laughs> we should probably write a couple of things down, right? Just a few. So, so, I'm, so I'm driving on the way over here, right? I got my phone out. I'm thinking like, what the heck are we going to talk about? So I pull out my notes app. I'm just, just jotting stuff down. And what I realize is I'm in my car driving the Tesla Model Y, you know, and I'm on FSD beta, newest version. I haven't told you about it yet. It's very nice. Very smooth. Drove me the whole way here. However, there were several times where I had to interrupt the car because it was going to do things that you shouldn't do while you're driving on the road. But Now, now is that more str- – I mean, look, I've ridden in the car. I, I think it's incredible. <laughs> you know. But I, I, I have lots of questions, you know. Is that, can you truly, I mean, I, again, I, I think the idea is you're not supposed to not be paying attention. Right. But can you ever just truly like, you know, like, you know, again, maybe not be the safest, but when I drive, there's often times where I'll make lane changes, I find myself looking, checking mirrors, checking blind spots, and I'll go somewhere and I don't remember most of the drive there. Yeah. Yeah. Now I realize that sounds super sketchy. That's very sketchy. I don't yes. know why you're. What's wrong with you? You need well, self-driving. Luck slash, you know, <laughs> whatever. But um, with the Tesla, right? You know, I would imagine after some time and several trips of of self-driving, then you're like, oh yeah, this this part's, you know, I'm good with. It. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you get used to roads. Like there are certain areas where it does really well, and so you know you can just kind of relax sit back and think about whatever listen to music whatever but then there are other spots where you know it's going to mess up and so you got to be prepared you've you've used the self-driving function obviously a lot in in town right lots of buildings lots of cars lots of street signs lots of pedestrians you know have you have you used that feature you know say a country drive right long road not very many street signs you know lots of grass lots of median yeah not a lot of reference yeah tracks fine no worries yeah tracks fine no issue yeah it's been a while that they change versions so much they update it so much that i'm never really on the same road with the same version again you know because other than just down down around the town driving but yeah we've been on country roads before and 
yeah, you can you can just especially if it's a straight straight away, no traffic lights, no nobody's jumping on the road, jumping off the road often. You can just ride, and you can at times forget. You at times forget the responsibility of driving, which is insane. It's really nice, but then, but then you get the reverse. So right now we're in the beta, and it's not fully released yet to the public. So you know, there it's going to make so many mistakes that you have to be so prepared. So there's really this fine line of, you know, I'm enjoying it as a person who gets to be driven around by the car. And I'm doing work for Tesla because if I don't intervene, well, first of all, my car will crash and I'll die. But more importantly, uh, you know, they get the the benefit of my legwork of so with correcting this, with the this car. Beta, like, how do you end up? If it's not fully released to the public, how do you end up becoming a tester for the beta? And like, for instance, the the scenarios where you had to intervene or felt like you had to intervene. I'm assuming. Does the car understand that you've had to intervene and does it mark at that point? So it says, hey, Tesla, by the way, right here, this super sketch, run this back. You know, here's what happened. Here's why I felt the need to do X, Y, or Z, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. And so they rolled out this, um, some kind of safety feature in the app. I forget what they call it, but it tracks like how well you drive and they've got some metrics around it. And then they had this uh, sort of like gate that said, okay, well, you have to have a, a, a perfect score, 100, 100 out of 100 driving score in order to get into the program. Mm. So you get in your car, you click a button, you get uh, signed up. They would watch your driving for a week. This is a while back. And uh, you had to get the score of 100. And if you got the score, you were in the program. And uh, they brought you in. I got you. And then over time, they've been bringing in, like, okay, those with score of 99. Okay, they're in. Okay, so those with score of 98. Okay, you're in. But remember, you have to actually buy You have to actually buy the software to be so able to do it. it. So, you, so you're buying, you buy the software? You buy the software, yeah. It's a, I forget what it costs now. but Oh, so not only do you buy the software, but you work for free for testing. That's right. <laughs> Musk is a genius. He is he not? Is, he's a total genius. Total genius. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Yeah, because I, I, the line is very blurry. Sometimes I feel like I'm working for Tesla for free. No, in fact, I paid Tesla to work for them. To be I honest. mean, that's even better, right? How you offset your R&D budget. <laughs> right. You know, you know, just, right. Hey, let's, let's outsource you know, it to the public. <laughs> outsource it. Right. But um, but at the, on the other hand, like I love to I love just hopping in the car double tapping the stick with the destination mapped and the car will just go and well, it goes skin in the game, confidently right? you got skin in the game yeah that's so true that's if, true if, if, if you look at it that way right i like the, te- the the self-driving you know feature on the tesla could i be a tester and provide my feedback right and you know what's the best way to get someone to give you good feedback right show that it matters right, right? show that it has some impact and right. then it's actionable you know, if I said I don't like that, and all of a sudden it changes, and, all, and, and you know, next thing you know, what you said you didn't like may not be there next time. Right. Hey, that's encouragement. You know, that's why you you want to continue. So you're, in a way, yes, right. You're you're making your future experience better exactly. by providing your impact. Exactly. Yeah, and you can feel it too because I'm on roads that only I drive, because like a, there are roads in my community that people aren't just going to be driving on. So it's just me, in my opinion. It's just me driving on it for the most part. So if I see the car make a mistake, 
it's probably not going to fix that mistake on that road until I tell Tesla, hey, fix this mistake. And yeah, you get this sort of self-positive feedback of I'm the one that's going to make my car drive correctly in the places that I drive. And that's really nice. So it's like riding with a 15-year-old <laughs> yeah, it's all like, the time. It is, it's like riding with a new driver, but you can actually take the wheel and the pedals when you need to instead of, yeah, getting awkward. All right. So look, I didn't... When we first met, let's run it back a little bit. When we first met, you know, I had this, you develop a, 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 a very quick opinion of someone without really getting to I'm scared to, to hear them. this, actually. No, it's good, right? <laughs> it's good. So, I didn't know a lot about you when we first met. And in fact, for a long time, I didn't know these types of things about you that I'm getting at. But when it comes to, like, cars, like your your love or enjoyment of driving period you know you think of right look this is my big sphere if i'm talking about about a tesla yeah yeah buying the car for the autonomous feature which is amazing and would be in you know after riding in in the car with you on some of these longer drives i'm like man this will be brilliant right yeah you know i would love to just be like oh drive this thing for a bit i'm not interested in, <laughs> in this and uh but i'm afraid that you know, and this is a wild scenario that autonomous cars are going to all of a sudden be the only thing that's available, and it takes the fun of driving. Gotcha. Away. Yeah. I didn't realize just how much you enjoyed the sport of driving, you know, yeah. the act of driving, you know, and and things like that, right? So, <clears throat> well, I don't know that you remember, but so I was driving the BMW, like a 328i right. or 325i, one of those, right. 28 and I told you I was like yeah I buy cars I buy them used I plan to use them for 10 years to me cars right. are just the thing to get you from point A to point you B you there remember you that go. so I didn't make a general assumption you said that yeah I still remember that I actually and like said this that one of these schmucks that say a car is nothing more nothing more than, than a lump of right. metals that's right and it's it's an A to B situation A to B period utility just because I don't feel like riding don't the bus. bother me with your luxury interior correct. blah 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 correct <laughs> Yes. Saying this as a BMW driver, I don't know why, but. Well, it, it fit the budget, right? At the right. time. That's what's what at I At the assumed, time, right. So yeah. now, knowing <laughs> you, I know that while you may have felt that way, you know, on the surface, there is a deep rooted, you know, enjoyment for driving. Yeah. You know, and the experience, the feeling, all of the other little sensory <laughs> things that come along with it, right? So, yeah. So again, going to a Tesla is like, you know, you talk about the plaid, right? And, and you know, it's it's instant torque and it's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how it does, you know, on you know one twenty nine in the mountains, you know, or whatever with curbs and elevation change or whatever. But I would imagine it's probably fun. I would imagine. I would love to but, whip a plaid through the mountains. Well, yeah, but <laughs> wouldn't we all, right? So <clears throat> it, it's just it's it's interesting to hear that kind of stuff because. You get like super deep into it with this whole beta testing. As soon as yeah. you say beta, I'm like this nerd. So, but I understand what right. it is, right? And now, now that we know each other, it's it's hilarious. And so, but I'm beta testing something on beta my truck. Testing. You know, I wrote down the version. Not, I'm getting in the truck and and it's you know, I'm going. But again, I understand early adoption. Yeah, that's what I like to think of myself as an as an early adopter of the tech. But I want to be an early adopter so that I can be a part of the story that helps create it. 
And so maybe, maybe that's the story I get to tell when I'm older, right? Oh, yeah, I remember when. You know, my son's he's six, so, so I don't know, 16, 10 years. Maybe when he's driving, the majority of the vehicles are electric on the road. Maybe. And maybe by then, you know, some percentage of them are autonomous in some, you know, significant way. Like, oh, shit. It's level the four thing, right? or level five. In 10 years, we'll have flying cars. You remember what they said, right? That's in true. Two, in 2000, <laughs> you know, we look like the Jetsons right around. Right, there, right. You know, so. <clears throat> but, uh, and then you can tell them, oh, son, I was one of the early pioneers. You know, I was a beta tester. Like, Dad, wow, I can't believe it. You used cool. to have to drive this thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dangerous was that? But going back to my earlier point that I got super sidetracked on, the autonomous driving. It, it seems like it would be slightly stressful yeah. all the time. You know, it, it, you go on a long road trip, not in a Tesla. Yeah. Regular car. We're driving to, let's just say we're going to California. Road trip, three or four days. Those long stretches when you're actively engaged, you're constantly looking at the road. You should be looking at the road yeah you're driving modulating on the pedal sometimes you're on cruise control but you're always you know paying attention as soon as you and i switch places and i flop over to the passenger seat i'm instantly a bit more relaxed i'm not having to pay attention the you know your body is positioned differently yeah i'm not constantly having to modulate brake or throttle and it's just it's a different experience i imagine autonomous driving on a road trip in a Tesla or another, you know, autonomous vehicle. I imagine that feeling, the passenger side feeling. Yeah. When in reality, I don't have a hundred percent confidence in the vehicle yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one mm-hmm. of those where you're, you're you, I still feel like I would be engaged. Yes. Yeah. I could flip down and shoot you a text. Yeah. But you know, I still feel like I would be constantly engaged. Yeah. I, I feel like what's the, the, the period that we're in, going from no autonomous driving to full autonomous driving we're in that in between where you have to learn to trust the computer to do the job in order to feel fully relaxed like a passenger do you you do i think you do do you do i yeah yeah absolutely yeah because in the beginning of using it that's the feeling you have it's like you know is it going to make this turn or not and so you're prepared but after it's, it's it's almost as if it's training you on what its capabilities are you learn once you learn you feel confidence in certain things and not very confident in others and i think uh you know my wife she's the best gauge for i like to think of it like that she's the best gauge for how well the autonomous driving is progressing in a tesla because she always sits in the passenger seat she doesn't want to use it she doesn't like to use it right and on top of that she doesn't like to use it or you usually get in the driver's seat i usually get in the driver's seat but also, when she's in the driver's seat, driver's seat, she doesn't want to she use it. Used. Yeah, and she's really sort of cautious about it, hesitant. On top of that, as a passenger, she gets uh, like motion sickness mm. in the car, right? And so, if there's certain, if there's like jerky movement or sudden movement or hard braking or hard acceleration, often or frequently, she will get. She doesn't like that, and so, and so during this beta phase, during this phase of there's learning, a lot of that. there's a lot of that, okay. and so she is just not happy with. So there's actually some discourse between us about how often we can and shouldn't so use this thing. It's it's a little bit of motion sickness from the passenger. Yeah. It's the word, you know, the, the thought of 
he's not actually driving. This yeah. is a computer driving. Yes. The so that fear adds and worry. To yes. So and now, then a little bit of the herky jerky. She tells me as a passenger, uh, she feels like she's responsible for what the car's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's two levels removed. You know, usually it's the you hear the story about the man driving and the females like, when are you going to break or whatever? She's yelling uh, from the passenger seat. Well, now it's like I'm not even braking. The car's braking. So she's worried that I'm not going to react to the car's reaction. <laughs> so it's two levels removed. Well, this is a, she's that's super anxious dynamic. Sometimes. I didn't even think about it right there. <laughs> uh, well, we, I, I don't have that. I, Julie's, she's often, it, we, we, it's a fun little game, right? You know, she's an excellent driver. I consider myself a decent driver as well. Yeah. Um, neither one of us are super sketch when we're behind the wheel. I generally end up driving. A, I like drive. I love driving. And B, she's she's like, yeah, you drive. Yeah. Um, not that I'm afraid of her driving. She does. She does very good. But yes, it's a fun little game about. I drive differently than she does. Yeah. And of course, we we've had this conversation before where each of us drives differently when we're alone versus with passengers right. in the car. Right. And even not even to go a little bit further, right. You and I in a vehicle versus she and I in a vehicle versus myself and my mom and dad in a vehicle or her mom and dad. Right. You know, it's... it's you, all dr- different. you drive slightly yeah. different, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, it's interesting now we've thrown another dynamic into that where it's it's the computer is now driving. Right. And you think about it. Who who entered the parameters for this for this computer, right? It was a human. So was it you that decided this is the appropriate braking pressure or, or, or myself yeah, or, you know, someone else, right? That may not do it the same way we do. So I love that thought. I love that thought that it's like the collective humanity is deciding yes. what's the future yes. appropriate braking amount in any given situation. So is it? It, it's, it's AI, right? It does it it's learn? Amazing. Does it learn? It learns and adjusts. It learns and adjusts. It uses neural nets. Um, and there's this guy Andre Carpathy who works at Tesla, who's in charge of the AI teams. And it's just like if you you can go down the deepest rabbit hole learning about the the stack of neural nets that they use to make different types of decisions in different situations, and. It's phenomenal what they've done. I mean, over the past two years, watching the team like figure out how to, what's the best way to get data from these cameras, so this vision system, which are just JPEGs, like they're pixels on a screen. So these pixels, like what's the best way to take this little like tiny pixel, this little square, this collection of them from all these different cameras and then turn it to decision making. That's mind blowing. And and they, they've, um, you know they've got the most financial incentive to to do it the right way and get it done right and uh yeah it's just insane like the amount of effort thought and programming and constant iteration to progress this thing to to take these pixels and turn them into the right decisions at the right time all the time so when it when it learns say your your drive here your drive back whatever it might learn during those trips it takes it back analyzes it perhaps integrates it in, or, or makes an adjustment is that then pushed to every tesla yeah 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 what they do is on a, on a basic level yeah they capture all your, so your driving the video whole. 
your maps, so everybody, your data for the car. Yeah, and then they aggregate that information. They look at errors. They look at whenever you take over the car, like either brake, gas, steering. If you take over in any way, they're tracking that data. It all gets uploaded. Then they're taking that information and then they're um, looking at it all and and then summarizing that into a neural net for decision making. Yeah, and, and it's more intense than that, but yeah, yeah, it's and there's this button in the car where you it's like a hey I'm a beta tester button check out this scenario. You can click that button it'll capture certain information about that moment in time. You know I think it's like a 30 second clip or something. And then uh, they'll take those into consideration when they're reviewing for errors and iterating before they push out the next update. That's pretty cool. They even have an amazing cadence of how to push out new updates. So Elon gets it first. I think this is what I understand. Elon gets it first. He's like the alpha tester. Mm. So he's like driving around. I with would the, be too if I were Elon. I would too. <laughs> yeah. Then it goes to like Tesla employees in the beta program. And it rolls on to like what I what appears to me to be like the top influencers and <laughs> the people who are making videos that push them out and talk about the newest version. So we need to get your YouTube and your Instagram. That's exactly yeah. Twitter. If I want to be YouTube, at the front Twitter. of the line, yeah. we need to make this thing yeah. big enough to matter. <laughs> and then they eventually, within a few weeks, if it's going well, they roll it out to me and then anyone who drives worse than me. <laughs> gotcha. It's a really cool system. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's fine. That's it, it. It sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like, oh, it sounds like, hey, I want to. I, I need to go to the grocery, right? You know, let's go to market. Let's grab a handful of things for dinner this weekend, or, or what have you. It sounds like a, I clock into a very, you know, four minute part time job to go from the house to, to, to <laughs> it's the grocery. True. It's right? true. It's true. It's like, hmm. Oh, yeah. That I need to click the beta. It's or, true. Oh, that was a situation. Let's mark that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so true. Instead of they got me roped in. Cut a little music <laughs> on and then just you know get lost in thought for just a minute. That's true. Pop over and come home or make a quick call. You know, there's a lot of times where I call my 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 mom or my dad just kind of check in real quick. It's only I think three minutes depending on whether or not I catch the red light from yeah. the house at Kroger. Right. So you know. I'll call them. Say, hey, what's, what's happening? How's it going? You know, you guys doing okay? Yeah. It's a very quick check-in. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm at the grocery. Or, all right, I just pulled up at the house. I'm going to get these groceries out. You know, and it, it kind of... I don't get roped into a 45-minute <laughs> conversation, right? <laughs> right, so, right, right. You know, but if I'm, if I'm beta testing... So, I, you know, and I'd have never done it. So I, I imagine it in a completely different frame than you probably do you, yeah. you may not think about it right now you know i would imagine for the first three months i had a tesla you know i'm like man this is super cool to watch this you know but but i'm not entirely sure i would even be part of the beta because you know if the speed limit is 55 and you're doing 65 does that affect your score no or is it more of the sudden movement the yeah. hard breaking yep the, yeah there's this hard breaking as part of the scoring oh well then i'd be in you know, as long as you don't dock me for points over the speed limit, <laughs> I'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then, yeah, no worries. <laughs> All right. Yeah, funny enough, I don't think speeding is a – I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. There were a couple of things, but I don't – maybe I just disregarded it because I don't speed. <laughs> of course you don't. But following distance matters. 
following distance matters. So, you know, if you're following too close, they count oh, that. Oh, then yeah, no. I would you're probably trying. I think that's what gets most people because you don't realize how far away, how, um, in order to be a safe driver, to give you enough human reaction time oh, 100%. to stop. Yeah. If I had to pick one thing yeah. that, that, that my wife says, all right, you know, this, seriously, right? It's, it's on the interstate. It's the whole thing about if you're in the left-hand lane and the speed limit's 70 and you're doing 72, you're like, man, if you want to go any faster, I'm already doing over the speed limit. Right. It's like, yo, get out of the lane. <laughs> I want to go faster. <laughs> right. right. And I can't because there's a truck in the far right-hand lane and there's another vehicle in the middle lane and everybody's just content to ride where they are. Right. You know? So I'll get up and quote-unquote push. <laughs> and. Most of the times it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But what it what it's guaranteed to do is 100 percent of the time she's like, "Oh, God, here we go again." <laughs> so yes, Tesla would be like, "No, nah, dude, you're, it's 20 points right you're there. Out. You know, you're See out." <laughs> or you know, I'll go around and come back around. You know, and you should definitely leave plenty of room. I certainly don't. Yeah. Um, I haven't pit maneuvered anyone or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> Not but, yet. <laughs> and I'm, I, I won't break check anyone. Okay. But That's at good. the That's same nice. time, I'm like, man, you're an idiot. Get out of the way, right? But Speaking of idiots, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I took a drive yesterday, and I just feel like every time I go out now, they're just crazier and crazier drivers <laughs> in our area. Have you noticed this? It it, it, it depends. Like, if, if we find one... It's like they're all out that day. Okay. Right? You know, and maybe it's, that's it's what it days is. For me. To, for me, it's like I'm just driving the same routes I always take, right? Doing Going to the random places I right. always go. So I kind of have an, a feeling for the flow of traffic, how it goes typically. Yep. And just lately, I just feel these random cars are doing random maneuvers, just gunning. And I always assume someone's on drugs, is what I feel like. <laughs> if you're. If you're rolling through the streets like that, you've got to be <laughs> intoxicated by, in, with something in some way. And anyway, I don't know. It's just right. it gets more and more crazy. At which point I think, wow, it'd be cool someday if like all the cars just drove the same way. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I had the exact opposite. I automatically go immediately to the apocalypse. Oh, and yeah. like, if that happens, if, if society breaks down, I'll buy a, you know, 75 chevrolet you know three-quarter ton pickup truck it's all steel bumper and everything else yeah and boop, you all you know <laughs> you gone see that's why i want the cyber truck because i think that's what you can do with that, Man, that it's gonna be made like steel. a tin can you know it is. it's gonna you be think so? it's gonna be super cool but it's not gonna be it's no gonna be, it can't be if listen. they make the if they make the metal thin on those things i'll be very disappointed my, look at my truck my truck is all every panel on that thing is is aluminum it's different i think they're going for a different approach with the cyber truck you, the, think, on the, you they, think the NTSB is going to let them build that truck yeah. that won't crumple like a can around a cocoon to save you in an impact with an autonomous vehicle? That's a good question. Okay, It's going to be full of crumples on, which means it's going to just wrinkle. You're not going to be able to bump anybody. Okay. You're going to hit a small squirrel <laughs> and have to replace the front quarter. <laughs> Been in the shop for three months. Right. Well, then help me then. So with your knowledge of manufacturing, specifically sheet metal bending, right. can you... Imagine like the the cyber truck looking at the front quarter panels. Right. Can you sheet metal bend thinner material in the front section to create a crumple zone, but still keep? I guess that's your point. If you're trying to pit a car, you don't want your crumple zone to crumple in. 
I mean, it's, it's all about the frontal impact and then the roll test. The only thing that is going yeah. to be rigid is going to be the, the cockpit where, right. where you, Elizabeth, and Oliver are sitting. Right, right. Everything else is designed to absorb impact, and, ju- and in order to do that, it has to deform at a, at a particular rate right. in order to slow and absorb that impact until it gets to you. Right. I mean, hell, if it's all steel, like the old truck that I just described, if I hit you, there will be no doubt about it. <laughs> you know, I'll polish the dent out of my bumper, yeah. <laughs> but it'll take the front clip right off that thing. Right. You know, right. because that's the way it's designed, and that's that's the safety that they built into it. Right. Um, I a, I can't imagine. I can't, I just cannot imagine that when they build that truck, it's going to look like it did in the early, you know, releases. It's you not going to be so? that geometric stealth no, bomber looking. It, thing. it really will. It really will. I think I've seen the prototypes. A, well, we've all seen the prototypes. Well, I mean the the recent prototypes. I mean they're they're already buying, like the equipment to it's make ugly. these things. It, the, you, you look at it, and you look at the success of Tesla, and if I had room in the drive, yeah. I'd already have a Model S. I love the car. I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. It'd be blacked out, and it would be amazing, and I would love it, and I'd drive it all the time. But not the truck. I wouldn't buy the truck that looks like that. It's just ugly. It's Man, it's, it's hideous. It looks like a grown-up origami. <laughs> you know? And yes, as soon as you see it, the Tesla truck. I've seen the Rivian and I'm like, man, that's a weird look. That's a Rivian. Is it Rivian or Rivian? is it Rivian? Who knows? You, when I said it, you knew it's exactly new. what you I was make talking it up. about. I did, right? you're right. It's true. So, but it, it's it's got the more rounded shape. It's a little bit more aesthetically it's pleasing. It's true. I like the look of the Rivians. You know, but you know, Rivian, Rivian, that truck. All the ends. Right. There you go. But I, I imagine it like Think about you've been to a car show, like a the the Detroit like an auto show, the LA auto show, the Atlanta auto show. No, you've not been to one at one of the large you know conference you know centers or something like that, Mm-mm. where it's like I've seen all the videos. The major OEMs come they, out. They come out and they reveal their newest stuff and they all will. the tech. Yeah, right. no, I haven't been there. Well, I've been to one in Atlanta, been to a couple in Chicago. Yeah, they're super cool, right? And yes, they'll have the new models out there. But they'll they'll have a lot of the concept cars that they've come out with, or like for instance the Bronco. Okay. Oh, the Bronco. The early the renders right of the Bronco. Yeah. Even from Ford when they were released, the new Bronco, you were like, absolutely. If they build that vehicle, I have to have one. Yeah. And then when it hits the lot, you're like, the hell is that? Right. You know what happened, guys? Right. Right. We fell in love with that. We wanted that. And again, it it boils down to. You know what they what they sculpted out of clay and then handmade right. you know a couple of right. to, for testing and then of course you know to show at the auto shows is inherently expensive and mass manufacturing you know there's a price point to all of this right for these production built cars yeah it's way more expensive to build that so then they start cannibalizing from other platforms and you know right. and it's the Next, way it, and then you just get a totally different vehicle out of production otherwise yes each of us will buy a two hundred thousand dollar you know. Right, pre-production vehicle. We will not be buying. We will not be. No, we will not. (laughs) So I I get it, but at the same time, it has that disappointment to it. Where you Mm. see the renders, you see the early release, you're like, "Oh, that's awesome," and then it shows up, and you're like, "Well, it's still kind of cool, but yeah, eh." yeah." I I thought that you know, I thought that um, one of the main goals of that was always to get the consumer excited for a certain thing, and then even if you didn't deliver on that, just 
just that thought that you have over the, the year or two that it takes, or three years, for them to get it to production. Right. Just that thought that you have that, oh, I want that, whatever the name is, that eventually you condition yourself to want it so much that you just want it no matter what the actual result is, or for the most part, right? I would imagine I that, that if you, I would imagine that if you played that that angle, if that's what they're going after, yes, yeah, you've chummed the water, so to speak, and a significant portion of the consumer will be like, again, to anyone that may eventually listen to this, if you own a Bronco Sport, listen, I'm not hating. Yeah, it's your money. You spend it like you want to. But if you buy a Bronco Sport, it's like buying a Camaro six-cylinder. You know, you got a Camaro. True enough. But but don't rev it and then try to run down the road in a six-cylinder. You know, <laughs> which we all can't have Hellcats and we all can't have you know ZR1 Camaros. But I just think you know it's. I mean, you you don't have the original Bronco. Yeah. You know, and those are the people that got super excited. And then, of course, they realized that if you want a real Bronco, the full-size Bronco, it's $70,000, and they've lost their minds. Right. <laughs> you know, but um, so you buy what you can afford, and it ends up being a Bronco Sport. It kind of looks like the Bronco. It's a smaller version of it, but, hey, right. you're in the game. Close right? enough. Yeah, you can but, still talk about it. But for someone like me, and, again, I don't have gobs of cash sitting around where I'm just like, that's the latest and greatest. I'm going immediately to the dealership and right. reordering one. So who am I, right? But if I had that type of money and I saw your pre-production and I got super excited, after a couple of times doing the same thing and then it comes out and it looks nothing like <laughs> what you had originally shown me, I'd be like, oh, well, hell. You know, then maybe I'll fall in love with it over time. Right, right. But that immediate reaction is like, eh. Yeah, a little disappointing. Eh. And I think that's, and that's the thing that Tesla noticed that, and that they wanted to kind of buck the trend of original man, or the legacy manufacturers. They wanted to actually come out with a product, unveil it on stage like the Cybertruck, and then actually deliver something that looks and performs the way that they presented on stage. And I think they're going to try to do that with the Cybertruck. I think they did that with the Model 3 and the Model Y. Shoot, all their vehicles, really. Well, they sold that ridiculous quad, and they sold it out. And it looks exactly like the Cybertruck. It looks yeah. like it looks like Oregon. what they rolled up on stage 100%. that night. Yeah, hundred percent. It looks like it fits in the back of that yeah. ridiculous truck. Right. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. They when they show something on stage, they're gonna make it. They're doing the semi same way. I listen. I respect him because he he, he says what he's gonna do and he does what he says. Yeah. So you know. I, Maybe I'm not the consumer for the Cybertruck. I respect the hell out yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. and good for you, man. And I wish him all the luck, uh, which I don't know that he needs it. I wish him all the luck, too. Well, I know you luck. do. You have, <laughs> you have ulterior motives. So. But but thinking, but going back, you, you mentioned uh, the apocalypse driving. And I'm thinking about the Cybertruck. And when I think about the Cybertruck, I think about that's the type of vehicle I want to drive if the world's going crazy. It's got whatever HEPA filters to keep the air clean. and It looks like you'd just be able to pit maneuver somebody and move on with your day and not have to worry about it. But I'm thinking about how we went to the grocery store the other day and I'm walking through the aisles and I'm starting to notice missing food again in certain areas. It was like... What grocery store are you at? Publix, which is a respectable... You, you gotta know, switch them up, man. Do you think, oh, is that why? I, well, even... 
even like earlier this year or late last year when we had another surge and whatnot. Yeah. My dad was carrying on about, you know, what the hell was it he was looking for? I don't remember what he was. They were looking for something. It was like the grocery store was cleaned out. He said that to you? Yeah. And I was like, how much? What do you need? (laughs) Because they have pallets in the middle of the, you know, Kroger Kroger store. Right. You you can't hardly get two trolleys in between there. Right. (laughs) You know, so what what do you need? The wrong store. I think it was year before last or whatever it was. We were looking for uh, like uh, pumpkin pie filling. Okay. You know, something ridiculous. Right. And you couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, it's pumpkin pie filling. Is there is there a shortage of pumpkin? You Seems know? like there wouldn't be, right? But I was like, hey, what do, what do you need, man? Because we got plenty of it. Up. We never really experienced that, except for like one time, very early pandemic, yeah. you know, twenty twenty. People just lost their minds and panic bought everything, yeah, right? Um, mm. That's the only time I've ever seen, and it was, it was stupid stuff. It was like you know, canned goods, beans, you know, which we don't really eat a lot of. We hardly eat any of it anymore. But I've not seen that lately. Yeah, I just walked through. I took a couple pictures, but I walked through and it was like peanut butter randomly. There was some peanut butter on the peanut shelf. Butter. Yeah, but it was just like all the most. It was like there was about ten percent of the peanut butter that would usually be on the sh- on the shelf. Ninety percent was missing. Well, right, listen, you just shoot me a text. I'll I'll run you some peanut butter. <laughs> you know, it's when there's. I just wonder, you know, is is Publix just making a big old mistake on their ordering quantities or it might be the way they're they're running their model you know it could be a little bit different i don't know i'm just intrigued because i hear then i hear then i go home and i'm like let me look this up and i look up like okay what you know are there any food shortages and there's like little things popping up and it's like well you know maybe there's a reduction in wheat because of the the war and maybe um I forget. It's either Ukraine. I think Ukraine was maybe a big exporter of wheat. Oh, yeah. 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 And then you see, like, I saw an article where it was like, well, Russia bombed a uh, Ukrainian rail station where they, like, take care of the rail cars that carry wheat, something like that. And it's like, okay, well, that's interesting. And and then I read a little bit more, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, we, we expect in the future wheat prices to go up because of the shortage but then also the shortage to impact people because it's a shortage and you may not have as much or what you need and anyway it's just interesting to me to but this goes back to without <laughs> sidetracking to conspiracy theories which we don't well well i don't and i think you don't really subscribe to but is it a wheat shortage or is it the perceived wheat shortage well, that's the challenge too for right? the commodity you know because right. You Googled it, you found the article, and they're like, oh, that's why wheat is so more, so much more expensive. Sure. Or, you right. know, are we choking wheat supply or withholding wheat supply to right. manipulate that? I mean, it's... To me, it's just a data point. Yeah, I read the article. The law tells you no. You can't yeah. do that. You're not supposed to do that. You right. should have, could have, but, you know. It's all it's just data points for me. I read the article. I look around. I look at the grocery store, and I'm just watching. You know, I'm just in, interested to see what's going on, and, yeah, I'm just intrigued. Yeah. Well, when the apocalypse happens, if it happens, if I can get my hands on a mid '80s F two fifty, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll uh, I'll come pick you up after the first person you attempt to fend Great. off Great. in your Tesla truck, Thank and you. you've now crumpled the entire front zone. <laughs> I'll come scoop you guys, and we'll ride around. You know, you know, my dad's got I don't know what it is. He's got a real old truck sitting at home, rotting. Maybe I'll go grab it, see if it cranks. Try it out. There you go. 
Yeah, we got plenty of time for that. <laughs> this this is going to be the problem with this situation right here. What's that? I, I just looked at the time. Oh, what time is it? Nine thirty. When do we wrap? Right. I, well, usually at ten. I have a ten thirty that okay. I have to be on, yeah. but but like, of course, we got started a little bit late because we got this set up. My bad. But then this time is just like flown by. Yeah, yeah. It, goes, it clicks quick. And I don't. It, is it always like that when we got together? No. Because I no, always feel like no, we try to, a little faster for some reason. We try to we try to pile in a bunch of stuff right at the end, and we're like, ah, we'll we'll do that next time. Next time, right? In which we never remembered it a couple right. of the same things right. next time. But yeah, no, this feels like a lot faster. It feels very fast, actually. 9.30. When do, when do you think we officially started? I wonder if we can look at the time. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's probably, probably a counter on there. I know I got here at 8.30. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably been 45 minutes. Ish. Maybe. Oh, but that's, that's number one knocked out, though, yeah? You got to take a picture of this setup so we remember this, right? All right, let me get a picture. So that's a video. Okay. It's got me and you in it. Yeah. In the background. This super cool tool cabinet. You know, I didn't get the whole thing. It's really, uh, you know, it is like you said. It's like last minute planning. I think if we got a little tripod or something, we could put the phone up and actually video a session, depending on our background. So yeah. maybe sometimes it's audio only. Maybe other times we got video. I'd be interested to see when you run this back. Obviously. I'm sure you'll be able to hear quite a bit of this. I'm not entirely sure I don't like it. I think it gives a little bit of authenticity to what, what this started out, right? So eventually, if we right. move this to a different session, we, we go to the boat, which we didn't talk about this time. Right. Or we end up doing this at one each other's home or, you know, or hell, it ends up being a remote situation. Right. right? You know. It's obviously going to, to change. Right? right, yeah. It'd be interesting to hear what it actually sounds like, whether or not we want this or not. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, you might hear your own voice and just decide, Yeah, nah, I think I'm, I'm good. Being, I'm being drowned out. Because my wife, Julie, tells me all the time, she's like, I, what? I can't <laughs> hear you because I mumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. She yeah. says I mumble. Well, that was my fear, too. I, I was doing like just some testing with the mics last yeah. night. And what I realized is I have a very monotone. I don't change tones at all. I just talk with a basic. Oh, basically. yeah, you're very Bueller, you know, <laughs> Bueller, sometimes. Right. But. And I'm like, I don't know that that's going to work. Nobody's going to want to listen. It will. People are going to fall asleep. Dude, you've listened to podcasts. I'm going to cause accidents on the road. Listen, I'm the nut. You're the square. You know, it's the stable piece of it. We need that. True, true, true. Hopefully it's a decent balance of the two. Listen, fuck them. If they don't like it, we like it. So if no one listens <laughs> right. to this but us, right. Done. I'm down with that. No problem. So Right. I think they'll enjoy it. I hope they don't enjoy it. I hope they turn it off within the first three seconds of listening to it. Oh, you think we're the new Howard Stearns? We're just so I can't come that far. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we're so appalling. They're like, these guys are idiots. I hope... I hope we get so I hope we get a hundred percent negative reviews. In fact, I hope if we get reviews, yeah. people listen and and they even like it. I hope they give it negative reviews. Why is that? Just to just to show, just to uh, actually never mind. That's a bad idea. You, that's I, a terrible idea. I was 
I, I could not wait to hear why you wanted That's that. That's a terrible idea. I because maybe you knew something I didn't. Because then nobody will see it. Isn't the thing you have to have positive reviews so that you get into the algorithm, get promoted, get at the top of the list, and people Google whatever. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we want to rip some product, right? We want to we right, get a right. couple of sponsors. Something. And, you know? Because it's the whole goal is to get paid for your time. Right. Get paid for doing what you love. Yeah, look out, Joe Rogan. You know? So... That's a bold million. claim. Yeah, well. Don't you listen to Joe Rogan? Dude, I did throw Howard Stern out there. That's so, true. You know, That's true. king of media, right? <laughs> you know, Early Stern wasn't really my thing, but later in life, Stern was a huge fan. <laughs> early Stern. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't need wet t-shirt contests in the studio. I'm not, I'm not at that. I'm, you know, no thank you. You know, that's, I love my wife and I want to be able to go home and not have to defend right. myself constantly. So, right. But his yeah. later stuff, you know, last 10 years or so, it, it's much, much different. Right. I used to listen to it all the time when I had serious, but yeah, I still, if I hear Howard Stern's voice on whatever, you know, like, you know exactly over, who he is. Well, right? I do, but also I think like, Ooh, am I okay to listen to this? Like who's around <laughs> me right now? <laughs> Even yeah. till today, it's the weirdest neural map. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. This is cool. Stuff. Yeah, I, I can it. do this again. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it seems like an easy setup. Just throw some mics up. Yeah, I think I'm good. Cool. All right. I'll stop this thing. Listen, I've heard plenty of podcasts. I'm nominating you to wrap it up. Well, and I nominate you to wrap it up, actually. No, I said it first. You wrap it. You're the square. You're the one that's going to lay the foundation to get us in your next I don't even know how to wrap a podcast. I don't even know what that looks like. What do you do? All right, this is the end. Bye. What do we usually do? Say, right. all right, man, I gotta right go. There, right? I know? got a meeting. <laughs> yeah, I got, see I got shit to do, man. All right. We had a, great, had a great time. I'll see you. See you in two see weeks. You two weeks. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's the end. Done. I like it. All right, cut. Peace. There you go.